In the days and weeks ahead of the summer months, many of us will be taking trips. Some may be little jaunts, others may be longer. Many, be, may, many may be traveling just in the days ahead with the holiday that's just in front of us. Life is frequently described as a journey, has a beginning and an end, and along the way there are many important milestones and vistas. However, the difference for us Christians is that life is more than a journey. We may also speak of it as a pilgrimage. We are like the pilgrims of old, traveling together toward a special destiny, all of us who are here this day. And we pray together as we go. And we face many and different challenges together along the way. As Jesus travels with his disciples, as he is today in the gospel, Jerusalem is always the backdrop for his journeys. He keeps Jerusalem always in his mind's eye. Jesus is very, very much single-minded. He has a task to accomplish. And as he fulfills this task, all of us, we're the beneficiaries of it and all people for all time, or we wouldn't be here this morning if we were not. And Jesus makes it quite clear along the way that to follow him and with him on his journey, we must do it wholeheartedly. There can be no compromises. There can be no half measures. And today's gospel passage is, so to speak, a turning point in the gospel of Luke. And this morning, we also make a turning point because we return once again to ordinary time. We have been in the Lenten season and the Easter season and special solemnities. The last time you've seen us wearing green was way back in late February, early March. It's a long time ago. It was winter. So, and here it is already midsummer, early July. And we will be reading from the Gospel of Luke until the end of the church year. In the early part of the Gospel of St. Luke, he was in his native Galilee, and he was very, very popular there. But now, Jesus is resolutely determined to make his way to Jerusalem. So we begin, for the rest of the year, a travel narrative where he will meet his suffering and death. So it's a crucial moment today, and we get a very, very important teaching on discipleship and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Following Jesus is not a casual decision. We make a lot of decisions in our lifetime. Being a disciple is a very, very crucial one. Luke is telling us that we must make a careful decision about it and the costs of it. We have three potential disciples in the gospel today that Jesus meets. The first candidate is reminded that following Jesus oftentimes has some insecurities about it, and maybe even homelessness 
as Jesus says, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. There's risks involved. The second is told that there's an even higher responsibility than our own family responsibilities. This one said, well, I want to go back and bury my father. Seems like common sense. But Jesus says, no, let the dead bury their dead. I'm first. And the third, who wants to say farewell to his family back home, Jesus will tolerate no delays, no looking back. And he uses the image of someone who is in the field working the plow. You, you cannot look back where you've been and expect to plow a straight line. You cannot go back. So what does this mean for us in 2019? What does it look like in our age to be a disciple? What are some of the characteristics of a disciple today. I'd like to list just a couple of characteristics of what I think are a disciple today. First of all, if you're going to be a disciple, you have to know Jesus. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Many people get turned off when they hear this because it sounds so Protestant, sounds so evangelistic. We have a hard time as Catholics sometimes thinking like this, um, talking about Jesus. Recent sociological study in our country found that atheists talk more about God than Catholics do. Hard to believe, but it's true. Many of your coworkers probably don't even know that you're Catholic because we don't talk about it. We don't talk about a religion corollary to being a disciple is sharing our faith. We share our faith. We can share our faith because we have knowledge of it, knowledge of the scriptures, and we know the basics of our faith. We have a daily prayer life. We pray daily. We have an experience of Christian community. We cannot live our life with Jesus alone. Jesus couldn't do what he was called to do by himself. He had to have a community. Those were his disciples, his friends, Martha and Mary, the twelve. There were many. We too can't do it by ourselves. We have to have a Christian community, not just this great crowd that comes here on Sunday mornings, but we have to have a community, true community. We have a commitment, a commitment to celebrating the Sunday Eucharist. We celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation. We can pray spontaneously when asked, and we're not afraid to. We serve in a ministry when called upon. And we see our life and where we are as a mission field. That's what Pope Francis says. We're called to be missionary disciples. 
This is what it means to be a disciple today. It's a tall order. It's challenging. It's challenging to all of us, whatever our age is. And this is what we here at Seton Parish are committed to forming. We are forming our youth to be disciples. Everything we are about here with all of the adults adults, is forming disciples. Since the beginning of the year, we have a leadership team. Some of our staff is a member of the leadership team. I'll tell you who they are. It's Jim McQuaid, our director of music, and also our parish administrator, Liz Christie, who's here too as well this morning, our adult faith formation director, Mary Jane Sobchak, religious education, Barbara Serrano, our youth director, and myself. We're, we're called the leadership team. And also, too, with our pastoral council, we have been working together to articulate what is the vision of Seton Parish. What is our vision? Where are we going? Where are we going? We worked real hard. So this is what we have articulated, what our vision of Seton Parish is. Seton Parish is a vibrant community fulfilling Christ's call to make disciples by accompanying people on their journey of faith. I'll say it again. Seton Parish is a vibrant community fulfilling Christ's call to make disciples by accompanying people on their journey of faith. How do we do this? Many ways. One of the ways we are finding that people can implement our vision is through what's called our Alpha program. Alpha's mission is simply to help people meet Christ, encounter Christ. St. Paul says that we are the body of Christ. So when you come to Alpha, you meet Christ. You are truly drawn into a deeper relationship with him in Alpha. In a nutshell, Alpha is to help you fall in love with Christ, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And when this happens, our parish changes, becomes more alive, it's transformed. The whole idea of Alpha is to fall in love with Jesus. Maybe you say, I am in love with Jesus. I don't need to come to Alpha. You do need to come to Alpha because there's others that want to meet Jesus. So where do they meet Jesus? In you. In you. So you bring them to Jesus. We need both, those who draw others to Jesus and those who meet Jesus. So we all need to be there, every one of us. And this is what it means to be a disciple and to live out the mission of Jesus. We can't be pew warmers, none of us. The most important thing that we can do is to bring others to Christ, whether it's me as a priest or to each and every one who is here. Not some of us, but all of us are called to be disciples. You can already register for Alpha for the next season online on our parish website. Our relationship with Christ is paramount. Our relationship with Christ never enslaves us or restricts us. The only thing that enslaves us are our addictions. 
It's the only thing. We speak this week about our freedoms, our freedoms. Our relationship with Christ frees us so we can be all that God has made us to be.